Greetings, Church of Geek listeners. It's a cold and snowy morning for us here in the Pittsburgh area, and I know uh, many of you have experienced incredibly cold weather over this week, and I hope you're all in places where warmth and love abound. It has been a long week, and Sam and I um, haven't been able to get a regular episode of Church of the Geek out, so life is like that sometimes, so it goes. But uh, we did not want to leave you without... um, seeing something pop up from us on your podcast feed. So in an act that feels like a whole new level of hubris, I mean, as if starting one's own podcast doesn't show enough of it, um, I figured as a special offering, I would post a recent sermon of mine. I preached this sermon on December 30th, 2018, uh, the first and only Sunday after Christmas this year. Um, The appointed readings for the day were from uh, 1 Samuel 2, Psalm 148, uh, Colossians chapter 3, and the second chapter of Luke, where Jesus is a uh, 12-year-old who gets separated from his parents when they head back uh, from Jerusalem. And I don't know if it had anything to do with the fact that I have my own 12-year-old, but the story of Jesus in the temple was getting nowhere with me as I prepared my sermon. So in a rare move for me, um, I went to the second reading, the the text from Colossians. Um, And I'll just read it for you here. Uh, As God's chosen ones... Holy and beloved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Bear with one another, and if anyone has a complaint against another, forgive each other. Just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in the one body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Teach and admonish one another in all wisdom. And with gratitude in your hearts, sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So it was the phrase, clothe yourselves, that grabbed my attention um, and resonated. uh, Resonated with the recent uh, Christmas reflections of the Incarnation, Christ putting on flesh, dwelling among us, uh, as well as uh, Luther's concept of the joyous or blessed exchange. Um, Additionally, I was uh, preaching not from a regular community in the campus ministry, since they were all on break, but um, I was preaching for the congregation to which I and my family belong, um, as a regular pastor was uh, taking a, a week off. So I felt really comfortable going to a geeky place with this sermon, although I did have to explain a little bit about some of what I was talking about, since I wasn't really sure how many would really understand the import of exactly what I was talking about. And hopefully when you hear this, it will all make sense. So this episode is a bit shorter than usual, um, and it isn't. if it isn't your thing, bail now. You're allowed. But um, I, offered for you, I offer it to you for what it is. It's a theological reflection on a biblical text with a decidedly geeky flavor. Uh, and hopefully uh, you hear a bit of good news within it as you listen. Uh, we will be back next week with a new episode of Holy Crit um, and some really fun things planned for our regular episodes uh, of Church of the Geek, which will can, which will be back in two weeks. Uh, so here it is now, and as always, geek be with you. So a few years ago, in 2016, I was invited down to Durham, North Carolina for the North Carolina Comic Con to 
be on a panel there where we talked about uh, God in comics. The title was Finding God in Comics. And we ended up being like, of all of the panels that were there over three days, ours was in like the top five. We had a full room. It was pretty awesome. It was great. The really funny thing is it was my first Comic-Con I'd ever been to. Right? So for those of you who don't know, Comic-Cons are places where, well, it used to really be just about comics, but it's it's gone a little broader. And sort of the big one, San Diego Comic-Con, is it's comics and movies and all sorts of things, and it takes over San Diego for several days. And that this was a lot smaller. Didn't, we didn't take over anything but a little convention center. So, but um, they had... Uh, like DC Comics was there doing a big thing for their, one of the new imprints, and uh, so we got to see them. We got to see um, other other comic publishers. Everybody around doing all sorts of vending, and so I walked away with a lot of comics. Um, but one of the really super cool things that was there were the were the cosplayers, right? So cosplaying is when you go and dress up as, like, you make a costume that looks like your favorite character, right? Or not, just something, right? It's, it's so there were many people walking around like stormtroopers. There were many people walking around looking like um, uh, various superheroes. They had costumes and spandex and... Uh, there it was, and it was it was absolutely amazing, right? Because it's all right. So the best one that I saw, I just thought was amazing. This this woman had created this whole set of armor, except the armor was white and pink, and it was all based on Hello Kitty. It was fantastic. <laughs> it was the coolest thing, and the and the audience, the or the not the audience, it's not the audience. The the attendees, right, are super cool about it. Like the community there, they just recognized that somebody liked something so much they worked really hard to try or not work so hard. It doesn't matter. Um, but they they tried to sort of give some little hat tip to like a character or whatnot, and it was really welcoming. So even if you didn't have the best costume, it wasn't super detailed or um, there were sort of high fives and pictures being taken all over. It was it was it was pretty amazing. And so, cosplayers though, it's not just about having the costume, right? And some of these people work like a whole year on a costume. But they also there are competitions during the time, and in the competitions they try to embody the the character, right? So, a really great story about that. At a different Comic-Con, um, there was a host of a TV show called Mythbusters. His name was Adam Savage. Some of you don't know him. It doesn't matter. But he wanted to walk around the floor of, um, of a Comic-Con and not be recognized because he knew everybody there would recognize him and he really wouldn't get to see it. So he created this cosplay out of, um, from a character out of, a, out of an anime movie, Spirited Away. Um, and it was this big sort of faceless creature, right? And he would walk around. Now, one of the things in the movie that the thing does is it hands out these gold coins. The, and, and so he had chocolate gold coins that he was handing out, right? He'd, he'd hand them out. He'd walk past people. He'd hand them to them. 
And you notice all of a sudden at one point, people started running back and like putting them back in his hand. And he, and he realized, while he thought it was pretty cool to sort of hand out, sort of fit in with the way the character was, they also responded to it because in the movie, to get one of those coins was, was bad news for you. Right? <laughs> and so they would run back and give the coin back. There's this, there is this dynamic play sometimes with cosplayers uh, and the people around them, and they, they, they seek to embody that character for a bit. And so, if we want to embody Christmas, if we want to do this, right? And this is a great time to talk about embodying Christmas, right? Because Christ embodies humanity. And this is not just some mere cosplay for, for Jesus. But the Son of God comes and dwells in our midst, right? As a human being. Right? It's the old adage, God becomes human so that humans may become divine. And so we get that Colossians text today that is so rich for us. Clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Clothe yourselves. Now, it it is the case that when we hear those when we hear those words, clothe yourselves, we we can think, oh, that's that's how I earn God's favor, right? And the reality, of course, is that Christ came and clothed himself in human form. Christ comes in the waters of baptism and unites Christ's self with us. There we are. Um, we've already earned, we've already gotten God's favor. There's no earning. It is a gift, right? It is the very reality of what Martin Luther called the blessed exchange that God becomes human. Christ takes upon himself all of our hatred, anger, and violence, and death and sin, all of that heaped upon him. And it is an exchange where we now are clothed in Christ's righteousness. And the author of Colossians here, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, patience. Clothe yourselves with love above all. Because you see, we already are clothed. That is the that is why in baptisms we we put these little babies in these long flowing white robes. We we put them in this awkward fitting gown because that's what we grow into. This symbol of Christ's righteousness and love for us. It is already upon us. It is not something we have to strive for. It is there. 
Colossians, the author of Colossians is reminding us to live into the reality that we are already brought into. That is not something we have to strive for. It is something already given to us. It is something we are able to embody because of Christ's work for us. Christ's presence in that manger is a sign of that love that comes to clothe us. Christ on the cross is the one who ends all of the hatred and anger finally and for all. We just want to keep taking the scraps of that those rags and put them on us. That the, that the robes of Christ are not good enough. We want to keep grabbing them and throwing them on and we forget. We forget what Christ has done for us already. That Christ continually comes to us forgiving and renewing us in the, in the, in the meal at the altar. He's the one who keeps coming back and putting it back in our hands as we try and hand it out. No, we don't want it. Give it away. No, it comes back to us again and again and again. Calling us to this life, this incarnational life where we embody the desire of God for the world. Compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, patience, love. Right? And it doesn't say, it says, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Let it. But far too often we say no. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. The word of Christ let it dwell in you richly. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. The reality of Christmas is that God is in our midst. God is with us. And we continually avert our gaze. We continue to miss Christ in our neighbor that we may serve. We continue to miss the ways that we interact with others that are not meek and patient. Ask my children. I'm the worst. Christ is in our midst. Christ has put on us that we may put on Christ. That we may wear Christ into the world. That we may be Christ to our neighbors. It's not something we strive for. It is a thing already and now here for us. Because if nothing else can be said, Christ is for us. God wants this vision 
for humanity, not us pitted against each other in hatred and violence and anger. Here is Christmas. Here, Christ putting on flesh, Christ putting on our flesh and taking away all of our sin. Thanks be to God. Amen.